Chapter Two, Episode Two of Tartarin of Tarascon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Tartarin of Tarascon by Alphonse Daudet, Episode the Second, Among the Turks, Chapter Two. To arms! To arms! Only the arrival, not a foundering. The Zouave was just gliding into the roadstead, a fine one of black, deep water, but dull and still, almost deserted. On elevated ground ahead rose Algiers, the white city, with its little houses of a dead cream color huddling against one another, lest they slid into the sea. It was like Midon Slope, with a laundress's washing hung out to dry, over it a vast blue satin sky, and such a blue. A little restored from his fright, the illustrious Tartarin gazed upon the landscape, and listened with respect to the Montenegrin prince, who stood by his side as he named the different parts of the capital, the Casbah, the Upper Town, the Rue Babazon. A very finely brought-up prince was this Montenegrin. Moreover, knowing Algeria thoroughly and fluently speaking Arabic, hence Tartarin thought of cultivating his acquaintance. All at once along the bulwark against which they were leaning, the Tarasconian perceived a row of black hands clinging to it from over the side. Almost instantly a negro's woolly head shot up before him, and ere he had time to open his mouth, the deck was overwhelmed on every side by a hundred black or yellow desperadoes, half-naked, hideous, and fearsome. Tartarin knew who these pirates were. They, of course, the celebrated they, who had too often been hunted after by him in the byways of Tarascon. At last they had decided to meet him face to face. At the outset surprise nailed him to the spot. But when he saw the outlaws fall upon the luggage, tear off the tarpaulin covering, and actually commence the pillage of the ship, then the hero awoke. Whipping out his hunting sword, to arms, to arms, he roared to the passengers, and away he flew, the foremost of all, upon the buccaneers. Keako, what's the stir? What's the matter with you? exclaimed Captain Barbassou, coming out of the tween decks. About time you did turn up, Captain. Quick, quick, arm your men. Eh, for what? Dash it all. Why can't you see? See what? There, before you, the corsairs. Captain Barbassou stared, bewildered. At this juncture a tall blackamoor tore by with our hero's medicine chest upon his back. "'You cutthroat! Just wait for me!' yelled the Tarasconer, as he ran after with the knife uplifted. But Barbassou caught him in the spring, and holding him by the waist-sash, bade him to be quiet. "'Trandelure! By the throne on high there are no pirates. It's long since there were any pirates hereabout. Those dark porters are light porters. Ha <laughs> ha! But porters?' rather only come after the luggage to carry it ashore put up your cook's galley knife give me your ticket and walk off behind that nigger an honest dog who will see you to land and even to a hotel if you like a little abashed tartarin handed over his ticket and falling in behind the representative of the dark continent clambered down by the hanging ladder into a big skiff dancing alongside all his effects were already there boxes, trunks, gun-cases, tinned food, 
so cramming up the boat that there was no need to wait for any other passengers. The African scrambled upon the boxes and squatted there like a baboon, with his knees clutched by his hands. Another negro took the oars. Both laughingly eyed Tartarin and showed their white teeth. Standing in the stern sheets, making that terrifying face which had daunted his fellow countrymen, the great Tarasconian feverishly fumbled with his hunting-knife haft, for despite what Barbison had told him, he was only half at ease as regarded the intention of these ebony-skinned porters, who so little resembled their honest mates of Tarascon. Five minutes afterwards, the skiff landed Tartarin, and he set foot upon the little Barbary wharf, where, three hundred years before, a Spanish galley-slave eclept Manuel Cervantes devised, under the cane of the Argentinian taskmaster, a sublime romance which was to bear the title of Don Quixote. End of chapter 2, episode 2 Recording by Jeannie